This is the Context Podcast sponsored by Proofgeist. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. In today's episode, we hear from some more pause on error attendees. Stephen Ritchie, Heidi Porter, Chris Moyer, and Mike Ross. These four people share their reflections about Pause on Error 2021 Georgia Summer Camp. They reflect on the conference center itself, the connections they made, and even the internal goals they had for this week. There's a lot of insight into the Claris FileMaker community throughout these stories. Let's now hear what they have to say. My name is Steve Ritchie. I am a CFO at Proofgeist. Glad to talk about last week at Pause. Uh, I thought it was an outstanding event. I've been to several of them from the early days uh, up through now. It was really a terrific opportunity to see what the sort of the overall ethos of Pause has has transformed into. It it felt like Pause but it felt like pause with a different stamp. I think Chrissy and Martha have done a a terrific job uh, at making it their own, but preserving all the things that make it, in my opinion, the best conference to go to, almost to the point where it doesn't feel like a conference, uh, where it really just feels like a gathering of of people uh, who are there because they wanna be there, are there because uh, they know they're gonna get something out of it, and what they get out of it is is different than what they get out of of other kinds of professional conferences. Um, I love the fact that uh, you can go as I did, uh, and and really not go to too many sessions, uh, but really get the same kind of rejuvenating feel from it. Uh, the same opportunity to connect with people, the same opportunity to uh, sort of remind yourself what community looks like, and come away feeling like you've you've spent three days uh, in a really good way. Uh, and that's that's where I was with it. Highlight one thing about the community and about the way that, that it was pulled off. Um, when the power went out and we'd been, whatever, a day and a half with nothing but rain, there weren't any complaints. Not not one person started complaining. Uh, and, and I don't actually think that there was any reason to complain. But, you know, it's people don't generally, none of us generally need much of a reason to start complaining. And somehow nobody complained. Everybody just said, yep, okay, this is what we got. Let's see if we can have some fun with it. Uh, And and I think that's by and large what happened. Uh, It it almost became an opportunity to double down on the idea of unplugging, uh, the idea of slowing down uh, and just enjoying being together and, and the opportunity to uh, to do something different uh, and to do it with a lot of other people, which is something that most of us haven't done for a year and a half. That spoke to the leadership, uh, that spoke to the way that the venue handled things, uh, that spoke to the way that, that everybody was willing to take care of one another and not put undue pressure or undue stress on anybody. Yeah, the people were there for the right reason. Uh, and I think everybody kind of walked away feeling good uh, about that. And, and something that could have been a stumbling block is, is probably going to be one of the memories that people will take away uh, from it as a positive. Well, the conference itself, conference area itself was, was terrific. I wouldn't call it convenient to get to, but it wasn't terrible. And when you got there, it was worth it. 
absolutely beautiful location. Even in the rain, it was, it was a fun place to be, built on the side of a mountain. Everything was uphill, uh, or I guess downhill, but it seemed like we were doing a lot going uphill. And, and that, was, uh, that was pretty cool. I think I said to Chrissy or Martha at, at one point that I would, have, I would have loved to watch some sort of a documentary on the building of that place, because I can only imagine what, what went into the design of, of the various cabins and, and hotels and cottages, uh, but then just putting in the roads, putting in those, those incredibly well-made ramps and stairs. Uh, I, I think I probably want on every one of them at, at some point. And yeah, they're all in great shape. They didn't, they didn't wobble. They didn't, I just, it, it was kind of an, an engineering feat, I think, um, to have a place look that and feel that solid built into a hill. And even in the midst of a, of a deluge to feel like, you know, it was easy to get around and, uh, and comfortable. So I thought it was I thought it was a terrific a terrific location, uh, really beautiful. I was able to get out for a for a run. There was a I think never ending hill, mountain pass or something right outside the the entry gate that I that I went on um, that was absolutely beautiful, and just the the trails around the the property itself were beautiful and the people were great. The chef and and his team. Um, the guy who, who I'm guessing is the manager, uh, just all of them were very personable, uh, very willing to, uh, to talk and to accommodate and to be, you know, as helpful as possible. Uh, spirits were high. Even, in, even when the, the lights went out, it was all tackled with, with sort of grace and generosity. And, and it was, uh, it was really, it was really a, a, a terrific place. I would definitely, definitely go back there. The overall structure is good. I think it's it's a it's become somewhat tried and true. I think that the the way that that we were gathered in the morning, uh, given some opportunity to do something collectively, and then able to to split to those to those sessions that were of interest, uh, worked out really well. Um, I think the self organization of that it's it's different from other from other conferences clearly, uh, but I think it. it gives a nice nod to everybody being responsible, reasonable adults who can figure things out if given the opportunity to do so. Uh, and rather than devolving into chaos because there wasn't any really, really strict, uh, firm schedule, it just, everybody just rolled with it and, and made things work. It seemed like everybody was very comfortable with that and, and it's a, a recipe for success to, to my mind uh, to, to approach things that way. As far as who I had a chance to connect with, it was it was terrific to be able to connect with our team. There were several people on the team that I hadn't yet had a chance to meet in person, including you, Jeremy, which was which was really a treat to do. To meet you personally, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that was that was worth the flight and the drive in and of itself. It was great to meet some folks on, on our team. It was great to see people like John uh, Sindlar, who I hadn't seen for. I guess probably since the last pause, and others that, that I hadn't seen since since the last pause, uh, Adam Aronson and Micah and uh, Alan. That was really nice, and and others. I mean, it's I I I really enjoyed again the 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 vibe, for lack of a better word, of the whole thing. It, it was it was relaxed from the beginning, and it stayed relaxed, and didn't matter 
didn't matter what the weather was. It didn't matter what the power did. Uh, everybody just seemed to be in a good place uh, and, and just enjoying the opportunity to, to be together and, and share and catch up and do the good things. All right, so I'm Heidi Porter. I'm one of the owners of the Moyer Group. And I'm Chris Moyer. I'm the other owner of the Moyer Group. And uh, pause on air. We were both really, really looking forward to it, but the venue went way beyond our expectations. It was well worth the extended effort it took to get there. Uh, we drove from Michigan and we made stops along the way to give the pause on air suitcase to Beverly Voth in Corbin, Kentucky, and then get it back. And then we handed it off to Richard Carlton in Sevierville, Tennessee, uh, if I'm saying that correctly. And so by doing that, by driving and dropping that off, we extended the suitcases recipients before it made it to pause. And I wanted to mention this word extended in this recap here. And what extended means, one meaning of it is having spatial magnitude or being larger than a point. And the reason I mentioned this word extended is because at the beginning of pause, Martha mentioned a book that Corn Walker recommended to her called The Extended Mind. And I just read this book about a month ago. And the basic gist of it is to extend yourself outside your own head in a variety of ways. It's worth reading. And that was really the gist of the conference, being outside, interacting in sessions, which is the pause way, and then bouncing ideas off each other, you know, in various venues and in amidst various activities. There were a lot of activities like, you know, games, singing water balloons. And we, you know, we played basketball with Dwayne Moss and we threw the Frisbee with Dave Ramsey and Ernest Coe. And that was really interesting for Chris. So he wanted to talk about that. Yeah, it was funny because I've always uh, interacted with Ernest on a sort of cerebral level. And so to see him as an acrobatic athlete was sort of a new look for Ernest for me. I hadn't seen his athletic side before. But, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, in years past and other events like DEF CON and things like that, there's a lot more, Ernest called it performative, you know, different companies who may or may not be competitors to each other, you know, have that sort of aspect of the relationship sort of out there. And through the pandemic, a lot of that stuff sort of faded away. There were a lot of Zoom calls and meetups and stuff like that. And everybody was just in the same boat and there was a lot more of the shared humanity of the community rather than, you know, you're over in that camp and I'm in this camp. And, you know, to me, pause felt like a culmination of that sort of evolution of the relationships in the community and that, you know, everybody was just there camping together and most of the conversations- It wasn't camping though, it was hotels and yes. cabins. And Nobody camped because yes. of the rain. Yeah. There were no tents. <laughs> and the, the hotel is nice, yes. very nice. But, uh, you know, at the end, people were asked, you know, what did you get out of pause? And most of the answers were not, I got this problem with your kid for a trick or something like that. Um, I think the one guy put it best when he said, when I came to pause, it was his first pause that he had attended. He said, when I came to pause, I was a single cable occurrence. And now that I'm leaving pause, I had more relationships. And so I thought that encapsulated perfectly and that a lot of the maybe reserve that people had between each other before was just gone and people were singing and roasting marshmallows and playing frisbee and shooting hoops and it was just uh, a togetherness time and you could really tell that uh, a lot of people had been craving that in the pandemic and so pause was a huge relief valve for a lot of people. 
I mean, there are people that, you know, and maybe we don't go to the same meetups or what have you, but there are people that I hadn't, uh, like Donald Van isn't even in the FileMaker community anymore. He doesn't do FileMaker anymore. He went to ADP. Now he's at a FinTech. And so it was wild seeing him, and it was a real testament to the community that he came back for the people. You know, he's not even doing FileMaker anymore. His topic was sort of FileMaker adjacent as opposed to on FileMaker. But, uh, I mean, FileMaker is sort of where he made his bones, and he's gone on from that to have a thriving career in product management. So, uh, seeing him, I don't think I've seen that guy in five or ten years or something like that. It's been a long time. And then, uh, you know, just other people that uh, don't usually come to our meetups or some of the meetups that we go, it was just great seeing people. We had a nice long talk with Sully. And mostly Sam Marshley. Yeah, and even if I didn't talk to, uh, you know, talk much, you know, it was just kind of the, even just the high interactions and seeing all the, you know, the different women there, Elizabeth and Janine and Julie and all the Salient uh, um, people, Maka and Sarah and and um, Dina, and I met a new woman named Deborah Norton, and it was just awesome. Oh, and Kimberly Carlson too. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was mainly recharging and just, you know, very convivial conversations and relationships. And that's, you know, that's just, um, that's extending yourself outside of yourself. So I use yeah. that word again. Yeah. Yeah. Super restful. I mean, yeah. say what you will about the rain being inconvenient. It sure helps you sleep well. <laughs> we, we were actually on a, a meetup where someone said, has, a, has anyone ever been ransomware? And, and yes, yes should be scared this is uh filemaker sweet spot is also ransomware's company's sweet spot and then to tell people you know how secure in general filemaker is and the ways you can uh protect yourself and what to do if it does happen right yeah is there anything else to add yeah yeah i mean the whole i mean heidi and i go to defcon you know pretty regularly not every year but we went this year and uh it was so striking how ransomware as a business model has accelerated. They're now actively recruiting people like disgruntled employees and stuff like that. And so as opposed to years gone by when you, you typically just had to worry about a phishing attack, now you have to worry that you've annoyed an employee who might drop a bomb on you on the way out the door. And so I think the likelihood has gone way up that someone might get hit. And so. Uh, resiliency is, you know, it was just a, a Paul Revere thing for us. We really wanted to share the message that this is getting worse and worse and worse, and we need to, uh, you know, take every precaution to protect your economic employees. Well, and then the other thing that I want to add something about that you were asking about interaction. So we intended it as an interactive session, but even before we started, you know, we started talking about this session and interacting with people about it. And then, you know, Wim, who I would say, you know, it, use it as a challenge to take down servers and to figure out ways to make things more resilient and performative and uh, protected. Um, those are my words, not his, uh, you know, chimed in to help. So it was very much a team effort and interaction on that, that he's working on, you know, he worked on simulating uh, ransomware of a server. And um, then in the sessions, you know, hearing some people's experiences, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, their thoughts on on this. Uh, 
Yeah, area. when we started the yeah. session, I counted about 30 people in the audience, and we asked how many of you either have had a client get hit or know of someone who got hit, and at least half the hands went up. So, I mean, it's already a pervasive problem. So, if people aren't paying attention to this, we sure think they should be. Well, we love sitting on the in the rocking chairs. What were there about 30 rocking chairs on the deck there? That was nice. Yeah, we're, um, big, walkers. we're big walkers, so we walked um about the property a bunch i i did a little run up one morning um what else yeah, we, well, we played a lot of basketball yeah. <laughs> we shooting i mean played yeah. we shot baskets right yeah, it was just fun. i mean you know it's slice of childhood right you know how many times have you shot hoops with a couple of friends on a basketball court and it, just something so simple as that you know was you know, great to be able to do and see people again and be around people again yeah. and, and I, I loved having pause outdoors it added a whole new dimension to it you know when you're in a conference room and turn the lights down stuff like that it's a completely different atmosphere to hearing the creek running behind you and wind in the trees and stuff like, and having trees you know visible from pretty much anywhere you might present so a uh, completely different vibe from uh, you know indoor pause events yeah i mean i think uh, or I know that it's important to take breaks and to, you know, basically I call it zooming out, right? You zoom out from your standard routine, your standard problem solving you're doing, and you get yourself in another space and things become clear. You know, maybe solutions or new ideas. That's yeah. what I would say. Same. Yeah, and you know, we had a 12 hour drive after that. We drove back up to Michigan from that so so you get the recharge and then you get the, <laughs> the rundowns and the marathon yeah. Drive. yeah i mean it was a great thing and it was just great to be out and about again yeah in general hey my name is uh, mike ross my business is ross digital llc I've been uh, an independent FileMaker developer uh, since the FileMaker three days. Been doing this for almost three three decades. I don't have any special fields. Uh, I'm just uh, will create databases for anybody who'll use me. I also do some part-time work for Beeswax. I really like pause. I like this pause, and I tend to like all the pauses, and they're all very different. If somebody had to ask me. You know, if you had a choice between going to a DevCon or Engage or go to Pause on Error, I'd choose Pause every time. And basically because you're amongst your peers, it's much more uh, intimate setting in that regards. And I think there's just a lot more opportunity for dialogue and conversation. And I think the structure of the Pause events lend themselves to that fact. Uh, I will be more inclined to go to uh, a session at pause where I know it's a little bit more open-ended than one that's just going to be uh, uh, strictly on presenting something. And we really didn't see a lot of that at this pause where somebody's just saying I'm presenting something. I really enjoy the dialogue. The setting this year was a remote retreat, which I thought was exceptionally appropriate with, with COVID. There are a few folks that uh, decided not to attend because they didn't like the uh, COVID restriction rules. but. It was great being amongst your peers and not have to wear a mask and forget that COVID even existed since we we're all fully vaccinated and tested. I thought that was great. 
Uh, didn't even mind all the rain and weather. I'm from the Northwest, so that's no big deal. Uh, didn't mind the 12 hour power outage that we had. I thought that was all part of the fun. I had great conversations. It was great to meet up with a lot of folks. And I also had the honor of being able to do a, a presentation uh, of my own. The subject matter of that presentation, which was on, uh, which I called abstraction, the devil's code. I was expecting a lot of pushback on this. I thought I'd be run out of pause uh, on a rail because I thought the subject matter was somewhat controversial, uh, specifically focusing on abstracting code, which is what so many of us like to do, but there's a heavy price to pay if you abstract poorly or if you don't think things through. I won't go into detail here. The, uh, it was, I had about 20 minutes of basically notes, comments, and things that I wanted to say. And the rest of the time I had sort of left up for discussion. So there was this great fear after saying what I had to say that there would be nothing but crickets, but there was great conversation. And uh, I was so grateful and so happy and so pleased and everybody really liked the session. So I felt pretty, pretty honored. Uh, and I have to, you know, I have to give pause to do. It was earlier pauses where there was actually uh, a session on uh, speech mentoring, working with people who are some of the great FileMaker speakers out there uh, to get you comfortable talking in front of a group. So I just felt so relaxed. None of the what we call flop sweat of, you know, presenting and, you know, getting into your head and all those sort of things. It was real gratifying. I really, once again, I enjoyed seeing everybody there. I enjoyed going to uh, other folks sessions as well. And it seemed one of the things that was sort of interesting was rather than having fewer sessions at one time, they tended to, especially in the last day, they had like five sessions going at one time. And then the afternoon was just totally free to, uh, to cavort. And uh, that's a little bit unusual because usually these things, you kind of fill up every block of time that you can. But I think one of the things about this pause that makes it unique was that there was a strong need for people to socialize and recharge. So I, you know, I want to thank Martha and Chrissy for, for creating a, a schedule that essentially uh, allowed for us to breathe, to be able to come together and talk, have those open times. I thought that was really important. Everybody really needed that uh, in, in this time of COVID. So uh, I look forward to the next pause and uh, seeing more of our peers including the ones who wouldn't come this time around. Uh, there weren't that many of them, but I really liked getting together. It was, that was kind of the highlight of my year so far. Well, this was, uh, this was a nice little resort kind of out in the middle of you know, the Georgia countryside. It took two and a half hours to get there from Atlanta. And it was a beautiful facility. The staff was just wonderful. There was a number of different ways that you could house yourself. Uh, I elected to stay in what they call the hotel, which that was a pretty nice facility. Some people could actually elect to camp, but I guess uh, because of the rains, they put everybody up in, the, in one of the bunk houses there. They also had cabins for people. It was very, very nice, very quiet, very remote, and uh, there was no cellular service whatsoever. You could do Wi-Fi calling, even though it was remote. We had a fiber optic line coming into the uh, facility. So phone calls, if you use Wi-Fi calling, were very clear, and that was really important to stay in touch. Though we all were kind of forced to disconnect when uh, the power went out for 12 hours, and I think maybe that was a good thing as well. 
for myself, I, a couple takeaways is one, uh, I feel like I'm part of a community. The other thing is that after doing my presentation, it felt really good to be respected. Uh, that was kind of unexpected. So that was good. I felt a little renewed and a little recharged and ready to get back to work and uh, not feel like it's such a grind as sometimes our kind of work does. It's good to have a social aspect to our work, which sometimes doesn't lend itself to that. And even more so in the time of COVID. So um, and there was a good sense of community. Basically, I hold up uh, in Atlanta uh, the night before and the, the, the last day you know, overnight, I met with uh, John Howell coming in from a different part of the country and we kind of teamed up together and you know went out and was looking for good southern food and good barbecue, which we did on, on both the day before and the night after. We actually spent about uh, nine hours getting two paws on the first day, just kind of crisscrossing Georgia and kind of looking around and road tripping. So that was a lot of fun. I guess I look forward to the next pause. I like the size. I, I, I love having just around 80 people. I mean, that's just a perfect size for this. And uh, I like that they, even though each pause has been a little bit different in its feel, uh, I think the core and the heart of pause as an unconference is rare. I look forward to uh, joining my peers sometime in the near future. Thank you to my guests, Steve, Chris, Heidi, and Mike for sharing their thoughts about Pause on Error 2021 Georgia Summer Camp. Thanks for sharing so that all the FileMaker community can hear what happened in those Georgia mountains. We'll be back later this week with more stories from Pause 2021.